I had never had time for children and had even despised being one myself. Hi, I said with disinterest. See, that wasn't so hard, was it? Excruciating. I yawned and stretched. She hopped off the arm of the sofa and bounced onto the end, crushing my feet in the process. Ouch, I moaned, tucking my legs closer to my body. That can't have hurt. She viewed me doubtingly. How old are you? One hundred and ninety? I asked, pulling my blanket around me as though it would protect me from her. If I was a hundred and ninety, I'd be dead. She rolled her eyes. And what a shame that would be. You don't like me, do you? I thought about that. Not really. Why not? Because you sat on my feet. You didn't like me before I sat on your feet. True. Most people think I'm cute, she sighed. Really? I asked in mock surprise. I don't get that impression. Why not? She didn't seem to be insulted, just more interested. Because you're three feet tall and you have no front teeth. I wished she'd go away. The throbbing in my head had dissipated, but the chirping at the end of the couch would no doubt bring it back in full force. I won't be like this forever, you know, she said, trying to please me. I hope so, for your sake. Me too, she sighed, and rested her head on the back of the couch, imitating me. I stared at her in silence, hoping she'd take the hint and go away. She smiled at me. Most people's impression of me is that I don't want to talk to them. Really? She imitated me. I don't get that impression. I laughed. What age are you? She held up her hand, displaying four fingers and a thumb. Four fingers and a thumb? I asked. She frowned and looked at her hand again, her lips moving as she counted. Is there a special school kids go to to learn that? I asked. Can't you just say five? I can't say five. So what, you think holding up a hand is cuter? She shrugged. Where is everyone? Asleep. Did you have a television? We have televisions here, but they don't work. Bummer for you. Yeah, bummer. She sighed dramatically but I don't think she cared. My grandma says I ask a lot of questions, but I think you ask more. You like to ask questions? I was suddenly interested. What kind of questions? She shrugged. Normal questions? About what? Everything. You keep on asking them, Wanda. Maybe you'll get out of here. Okay. Silence. Why would I want to get out of here? Not such normal questions after all, it appeared. Do you like it here? She looked around the room. I prefer my own room. No, this village place, I pointed out the window, where you live. She nodded. What do you do all day? Play. How tiring for you, she nodded. Sometimes it is. I start school soon, though. There's a school here? Not in here. She still couldn't get past this room. What do your parents do all day? 
Mama works with Grandad. She's a carpenter, too. She shook her head. We don't have a car. What does your dad do? She shrugged again. Mama and Daddy stopped liking each other. Have you got a boyfriend? No. Ever had one? I've had more than one. At the same time? I didn't answer. Why aren't you with any of them now? Because I stopped liking them. All of them? Almost all of them. Oh, that's not very nice. No, my mind wondered. I suppose it's not. Does it make you sad? It makes Mama sad. No, it doesn't make me sad. I laughed awkwardly, not feeling comfortable with her gaze or her loose tongue. You look sad. How can I look sad when I'm laughing? She shrugged again. That's why I hated children. There were so many empty spaces in their minds and not enough answers. The exact reason why I'd hated being one myself. There was always a lack of knowledge about what was going on, and seldom did I come across an adult who could enlighten me. Wanda, for someone who asks a lot of questions, you don't know a lot of answers. I ask different questions than you do, she frowned. I know lots of answers. Like what? Like, she thought hard. The reason Mr. Ngambao from next door doesn't work in the fields is because he has a Thor back. Where are the fields? She pointed out the window. That way. That's where our food grows, and then everyone goes to the eatery three times every day to eat it. The entire village eats together? She nodded. Petra's mama works there, but I don't want to work there when I'm older or in the fields. I want to work with Bobby, she said dreamily. My friend Lacey's dad works in the library. I searched for the importance of her sentence and found none. Does anybody ever think of spending their time more wisely, like trying to get the hell out of here? I asked smartly, more to myself. People try to leave, she said, but they can't. There's no way out. I like it here, so I don't mind. <gasps> she yawned. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Night. She climbed down and made her way to the door. Is this yours? She stopped to pick up something. I saw it shine as the light seeping in from under the door hit it. Yes, I sighed, taking my watch from her hands. The door opened. Orange light filled the room, forcing me to close my eyes, and then it shut again, and I was alone in the darkness with the words of a five-year-old ringing in my ears. People try to leave, but they can't. There's no way out. That was the other thing I hated about kids. They always said the exact things that deep down you already knew would never admit and most certainly never wanted to hear. So, Joseph is a carpenter. What is it that you do, Mary? I asked Helena as we strolled along the dusty path. Helena smiled. 
We had walked through the village and now wandered beyond, passing fields of glorious golds and greens, dotted with people of all nationalities, who stooped and rose as they worked the farm, growing anything and everything I had ever and never heard of. Dozens of greenhouses speckled the landscape, the villagers taking every opportunity to grow what they could. Like the diverse people, the weather had arrived in this place in all its fiery yet vital forms. Already, in just a few days, I'd experienced sweltering heat, a thunderstorm, a spring breeze, and a winter chill. Inconsistent weather I presumed to be the explanation for the unusual array of plants, trees, flowers, and crops that all managed to successfully live together. The explanation for the humans I hadn't yet learned. But it seemed there were no rules regarding nature in this place. Four seasons in one day was accepted and adapted to. It was warm again now as we strolled side by side, me feeling revitalized after sleeping more hours in one night than I had since I was a child. Since Jenny May. Since Jenny May what? Gregory would always ask me. Since she went missing? No, just since Jenny May full stop, I would reply. That morning, I encountered someone I had been searching for for twelve years. Helena had urged me onwards, snapping shut my gaping gob and clicking fingers before my goggling eyes. I was overwhelmed by her presence, and I was never overwhelmed. I was dumbfounded, and I was never dumbfounded. And I suddenly felt lonely, and I was never lonely. But lately, I was a lot of things I never was. After so many years of looking, it was near impossible to remain as serene as Helena when the faces I saw in my dreams passed me in waking hours.